This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Welcome to Episode 9 of I Am Gotham. I'm Martin Peretti, and this week we'll be wrapping up all the Batman books from the year 1940. We're going to kick things off with Detective Comics number 43, The Case of the City of Terror. So as we kick this issue off, Batman and Robin decide that they're going to go on vacation. Well, Bruce and Dick decide they're going to go on vacation. So they're traveling around and they go and uh, end up at this one city where they feel like everything's super peaceful. But as we see in subsequent panels, the city's in a little bit of a turmoil. It looks like there's a gangster that has taken over the town. Uh, once the mayor was killed, he's, uh, he's a city councilman and he decides to take over the city. Completely legally, by the way. Based on their bylaws, he would be the next in line after the, uh, the mayor goes. But it turns out that he's a gangster and uh, he's using the city to import drugs into town and to distribute across the, the country. Uh, so he replaces all his men, uh, all, all the police officers, with his own thugs. And they're going around, they're beating uh, legitimate business owners, they're beating up other council people. So nobody's able to, uh, to get him out of power. And of course, by the bylaws of the town, this is totally legal. Except for the fact that he is intimidating other politicians. He's, uh, he's putting slot machines in a bunch of businesses and, and using that money to fund his, uh, his drug operation. And of course, Batman and Robin figure all this out. And they decide to go after the guy. Um, that, that's pretty much the, the plot of the issue. But I found it really interesting. Because uh, there's, there's a lot of similarities in this particular uh, story. To what's happening nowadays in the world of politics. You know, a lot of, a lot of people on the, the, the more liberal side of, uh, of the political spectrum. Feel like maybe our president and his whole... Uh, the whole party, really, the the whole Republican Party, are kind of uh, trying to keep people down and putting their own weird twist on what this country should be. And a lot of that is uh, is really explored in this particular issue. I found it really interesting. Uh, if you're if you're able to put aside political views and look at things in a broader picture, not not as a, a liberal or a conservative, as a Democrat, as a Republican. Uh, but just as an American, and look at what happens in this issue. Uh, it's really, really interesting. There's even a scene towards the end of the uh, the story where um, this 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 new quote unquote mayor, the guy that's running the gang, he of course has taken over all the news the newspapers in the town. Okay, so they're pretty much his his political propaganda machine. And Batman and Robin find a small printing uh, press publisher. Uh, it's just a, a printing press. They uh, they decide to use it to print out leaflets to distribute to the town to tell them how corrupt their new leader is. And uh, everyone starts saying, "Well, you know, we can't have this guy. You know, he's bringing drugs in. He's you know hooking kids into gambling by using these slot machines." And uh, they all start rise up against him, and uh, you know Batman even calls the guy a dictator. He's like, "You can't, you can't let this dictator take over your place. You need to be able to to live in freedom." And I found that so interesting, uh, based on on what's happening now. And uh, yeah, the story is a little campy. There's a lot of humor in the story. 
Uh, matter of fact, at the end, uh, when Batman's fighting the the, the corrupt mayor, um, he's like, "Oh no, you've been framed!" And he throws like a picture frame at his head. So it's it's kind of funny. Anyway, um, I thought it was really interesting. It's a it's a quick one and done. Um, and I, I guess maybe on the normal circumstances, I just see it as kind of a a fun story. But again, based on our, our current political climate. Uh, I found it really interesting, and there's some some lessons to be gathered out of this. So check this one out. It's Detective Comics number 43. Um, read it. Tell me what you think about it. I, uh, I'm very curious to know if you see the same things that I'm seeing in here. Next up, we have Detective Comics number 44, and this is The Land Behind the Light. And as the story opens up, Robin's reading a book, and uh, Bruce comes over, and he's like, I'm going to go out and... Uh, See if I can find some crime to fight, kind of thing. And uh, Robin's like, sure, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and get dressed and I'll come with you. So they go and they end up at Dr. Marco's house. And uh, it turns out that Dr. Marco has created a way to step into the fourth dimension. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of a big science nerd. I found that interesting because, uh, you know, ba- back in, in the early days of, of sci-fi, um, a lot of the times when you had some conflict, they always ended up going to the fourth dimension and it was like this weird place. And now, with with the amount of things we know about the way the, the universe works, um, I, I don't even know how many dimensions they've got now, like 13 or more, uh, depending who you ask. But, uh, I mean, really, the fourth dimension is just time for us now, right? So, uh, looking back on that, it, it seems kind of silly, but uh, this is kind of a, a recurring theme in uh, early sci-fi stories. And uh, the story's a little weird. If you've read, like, Batman stories from, uh, not just Batman, I mean a lot of DC characters from like the 60s and 70s when a lot of the writers were, let's just say, uh, enhancing themselves a little bit with extracurricular activities. Um, This story reads a little bit like that. As it turns out, Dr. Marco has discovered this this ray that can take him to the fourth dimension. He steps through, Batman Robin, don't believe him of course, but he steps through this portal and disappears and they're like well that doesn't mean anything let's see where he went and they go and step through the same place and they end up in a new like a weird landscape with giant trees and giant animals and they're kidnapped by giants um the giants take him to a dungeon of course batman and robin escape with the uh the bat rope then they just kind of climb through the little window at the at the door uh even though the window's probably i don't know we'll say 20 30 feet up in the air uh, the the space between the bars is huge, right? Because the the prison's built for other giants. So they come out. They uh, they have a little fight with the uh, the giants. The giants chase them around. They reveal a plot that they're going to invade uh, our world, and they feel like Batman and Robin were sent by the small ones. Well, we do end up meeting the small ones, and it's a a tribe of as they say in here midgets. I know maybe that's not a politically correct term now, but little people. And uh, Dr. Marco's there with the little people. He tells them how the, the giants and the little people are always fighting each other. So Batman and Robin tell the little people, hey, these giants are going to invade your city. We need to prepare. And they do. And uh, it just, it's, it's very cheesy. There's like you know, model airplanes that they use to fly around. Um, they can like jump off the, the giant's castles and use one of their umbrellas as a, a parachute. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, I enjoyed it. It reminds me a lot of Gulliver's Travels, if you've ever read that. Uh, very similar to that. And uh, cool one-and-done story. 
Uh, as we get to the end, one of the giants is about to uh, grab Robin and tear him apart. And uh, Robin wakes up. And it turns out that Dick has been reading the Giants and Dwarves in Myths and Fables book. And uh, he fell asleep reading that book. So none of this actually happened. But uh, it's cool. And, uh, you know, Bruce says, that's potent stuff, kid. Like us not to give you bad dreams and nightmares. So kind of interesting. The, the power of fiction to uh, influence the way, uh, the way we see the world. Uh, pretty cool. Detective Comics number 44. Next up, we have Detective Comics number 45. This is The Case of the Laughing Death. And of course, as you can imagine by the title, the Joker pops up in this one. A lot of Joker stories uh, lately, huh? Anyway, so Batman uh, comes up upon a museum robbery because, of course, that's what people do back in the 40s, I guess, right? They rob museums. And uh, he follows these, uh, these crooks to a music store. And uh, as he gets to the, the Joker's there... Um, while the while Batman is is fighting these uh, robbers, the Joker takes whatever loot they had uh, that they had stolen from the museum and gets away. And Batman thinks it's a little curious, so he starts staking out the uh, the music store. And as it turns out, the owner of the record store or music store is the Joker himself, uh, dressed up as just a regular person. Batman and the Joker duke it out. He follows them to a boat where he and his robbers are. And we reveal that the Joker's plan the entire time was, yes, to get these guys to uh, rob a Jade Buddha from this museum, which is worth a ton of money. It's $500,000. And I mean, $500,000 in 1940 money. I can only imagine. I, I should probably start doing the conversion here. Uh, you know what? Let me do that real quick. All right, so I just did the calculation, and 500000 in 1940 money is $8.8 million. So this Jade Idol is very valuable. Uh, anyways, the Joker's entire plan was to kind of have these guys steal it, and then, of course, he would keep it to himself and sell it off to get all the cash. Because, as we see in all these Joker stories, that's kind of what he does. And it's kind of odd, because if you're a guy working for the Joker, shouldn't you by now realize this guy's going to screw you over? Let's be real, guys. You're terrible crooks. Anyways, uh, Batman and Robin end up fighting the thugs. They fight the Joker. They end up grabbing the idol back. And in the ensuing battle, Batman knocks the Joker out, throws him overboard from the ship, and the Joker supposedly dies. Of course, we know that he doesn't die. But at this time, you wouldn't know that. Uh, Batman takes the idol, and he gives it back to the rightful owners, which are a group of Chinese businessmen. And uh, that's the end of the story. Will we see the Joker again? Of course we will. Let's go to the next book. Finally, to round up the year 1940, we have Detective Comics number 46. This is Professor Strange's Fear Dust. And yes, this is the same Professor Strange who... This is not his first appearance, remember? He first appeared in Detective Comics number 36. And uh, if you want to listen to that, go, uh, go back a couple episodes and we can talk a little bit about Dr. Strange's first appearance. Professor Strange's first appearance, excuse me. So Detective 46 kicks off with what else but a warehouse heist. Batman and Robin jump in to a bunch of robbers trying to rob this silver warehouse. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I assume it's a silver warehouse, but maybe not. That might just be the name of the company. And uh, as he takes down the criminals, he uh, comes up to one guy who he realizes is just a kid. He's 17. And the kid's like, please, please let me go. Like, I don't want to go to jail. I'm just a kid. 
He's like, my mom doesn't know that I'm here. And, and Batman's like, well, I would hope your mom doesn't know you're here, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, I love the, uh, the the humor in the early stories. Anyway, so um, Batman's like, I'm still, you're, you know, you're a criminal. I'm going to take you to jail. And the kid's like, please don't. He's like, I know of something really big. If you let me go, I'll help you, like, stop wh- what's really happening. You know, this is just like uh, a preemptive strike before we, we get to the, the big heist. And Batman's like, okay, that's fine. Um, he's like, I'll, I'll let you tell me what's going on. So the kid says, look, there's this weird professor guy. Um, he's got this whole thing planned out. We're gonna be, uh, we're gonna be having a meeting tonight about what our next robbery is gonna be. He's like, just let me go. I'll, f- I'll give you the information. And Batman's like, that's fine. You know, I'll let you go, but you need to meet me tomorrow at noon. And the kid's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, he's like, we're using this like fear toxin to, to be able to help us rob all these places. He's like, we spray the, the fear toxin and uh, the security guards just kind of leave us alone because they're scared of us. He's like, but we have these pills that we take beforehand so we're not affected by it. And Batman's like, okay, cool. I'm like, just give me a couple of these pills so that I can uh, help stop the next plan. And as we get to the next page, the, the next day has come about and it turns out that they have this meeting and Professor Strange shows up, Hugo Strange, uh, looking as bold and bulbous as ever. Uh, I'm glad they changed his look a little bit or updated it a little bit. He looks uh, he he looks really weird in uh, in these early early stories. Anyways, it turns out that they're going to be robbing a bank at noon the next day, and the kid's like, "Oh my god! Like, how am I going to tell Batman about the robbery? I'm supposed to meet him at noon." Well, anyways, it turns out that Batman still manages to uh, wait for the kid, and the robbers find out. They go and follow the kid to where he's meeting Batman. They knock Batman over the head and, of course, take him to Strange's hideout. Now, remember, this is Batman, so he can handle himself. So he goes, as soon as he wakes up, he starts fighting all these robbers. He's fighting like six or seven guys at the same time. Robin comes in. He starts helping him. Uh, Some of the guys get away, so they chase him down uh, to the pier. Uh, there's a whole big ensuing battle where uh, Batman ends up fighting Professor Strange. And uh, <laughs> just like in the last issue, he defeats the villain by punching him in the face, knocking him out, and the villain supposedly falls to his death. Now that the uh, the criminals have been stopped, there's no more uh, fear mob. I think that's what they call it. The fear, Yeah, I think it's called the fear mob. Batman decides he's going to take uh, some of these pills that the kid gave him. He's going to uh, take him to some scientists so they can work up an antidote for the fear toxin and distribute it to all the people that have been affected by it throughout all these robberies. Uh, so cool to see, uh, cool to see Strange here. He is my favorite mustache twirling villain. Uh, that's kind of been a trope, I guess, right? The mustache twirling villain. He does have a mustache and a big bulbous head, and I, uh, I really dug it. That's going to wrap up our 1940 discussion. That's it. That's the last book from 1940. We're finally there. We're going to get into 1941. The next time we chat, I'll be talking about uh, Batman number four. So read up on that, and uh, I'll catch you on the next episode. I'm going to be adding maybe a third episode a week. I don't know yet, but uh, I have some plans with uh, somebody. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, I love talking about uh, the early stories in in chronological order, but at the same time, I do want to be discussing some newer stuff, so um, I'm working on a book club with somebody that we'll be bringing in here, 
there's going to be a recurring series of episodes based on something Batman that I don't want to talk about yet. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. If you want to get in touch with me, you can always do it on Twitter. That's the best place. I'm at Geekvine. You can email the show nerdylegion at gmail.com. And that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. I hope you enjoy and let me know what you think.